Nerdballs, it's a new year, which means you need to get some new underwear. Guys, stop putting up with those disgusting, itchy, sweaty, holes by the butthole underwear. Get rid of them. Just get rid of them right now and go to chillboys.com and drop promo code DIRTY20 to save 20% off your first order. They got so many great pairs of underwear. The bamboo boxers, which I love, the performance boxers for working out, the boxer briefs, and so many more. Get yourself some new undies. Your balls will thank you. They will. They'll be very happy about this soft pair of underwear. So do it right now. Use promo code DIRTY20 at chillboys.com to save 20% on your first order. That's dirty 20 to save 20% on your first order at chillboys.com. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, pray no. Hello, Andy. Good morning. Blue hoodie gang. Gang, gang. Well, what? Got to rep. Got to rep those seven and nine Chargers. <laughs> I know. I like that Chargers sweatshirt. Thanks, man. Now, like, at the end of the season, you know, everything's wrapping up now. We're, like, just take us, take us in on, like, where's Andy's fandom right now? Like, where's your 100% of fandom scattered? You got, you're wearing a Charger sweatshirt. You love Justin Herbert. You're a season ticket holder. Your Rams are in the playoffs. They're playing in the first round your Seahawks, which yeah. is wild. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the 15-minute the conversation that we just had prior to the episode starting, you clearly have a small percentage of you that is still invested in the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> well, I'm emotionally invested because I'm from here. Right. I'm not invested in the team i just want a regime change in ownership yes that's all i want now okay since we talked about that before the episode let's let's say tomorrow mark cuban buys the cincinnati Bengals. oh my god don't you're all back me. you're 100 back in yeah don't you're you're 100 a Bengals fan like all the you know the rust jersey the chargers gear the ram stuff it all goes in a box you're you're a Bengals fan well, look, at this point, you talk about the NBA rooting for players. I can root for players, right? Right. I can root for, root for coaches, root for different organizations. I think that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I like Justin Herbert a lot. I think a lot of you people have, do. You have two quarterbacks that you root for and a team that you root for that doesn't have a quarterback. Actually, And, and the, Bengals, the Bengals also have a, a quarterback and only a quarterback. Well, Meanwhile, your Rams are playing, you know, 
whatever the kid's name is. Hey, hey, hey. Wolford, after a really shaky start. Yeah. I got to give some kudos to that kid because he kept it together. I'm not saying he played a great game. I'm going to go right now on Listen, record and say. You just got to say he, he, he won a game they, they, they pretty much needed to win. He won a game they needed to win. And secondly, I'm going to say it right now. I think they have a better chance of beating Seattle with him. Wow, that's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. That, don't, that's silly. It's not. It is. It's not. I, listen, I I am, you know, if not the captain, the first mate on the Jared Goff is trash at the SS medium pizza. But this, that's ridiculous. It's not. He's not a medium. Joe, he's not a medium pizza. I'll, I'll tell you what. I've said it before. And I'll repeat it. And you agreed with me. There is fear. There is uncertainty. A lot of things you see in the eyes and the face of Jared Goff. I didn't see that in Wolford yesterday. You can't have somebody who's scared to make a play. I, I agree with you, but I just I just don't think that a guy who has been playing in the system for one game gives you a better chance against a division rival than uh, then, you know, the guy who's been McVay's quarterback the entire time is there. Good, bad, afraid, doesn't, you know, doesn't make tight throws, like afraid to run, whatever. I just, I can't, I can't. But, but let's look at yesterday. You just brought up afraid to run. When Goff played the Seahawks two weeks ago, so many easy first downs he was scared to do. Yesterday, Wolford did those. He averaged over 10 yards a rush. And if that happens again, he's not going to be scared to scramble for the yards. But also, I mean, I know you said a, a shaky start, but how many of your Jared Goff Twitter things are from, you know, the first three drives of Jared Goff games? Like, you're watching that. I think half the people who, you know, are dirty sports fans maybe had the – maybe aren't following every single thing that happens with the Rams were, like, seeing out of the corner of their eye on the third TV – a disastrous, you know, pick six and being like, Oh, here comes Andy's hundred million dollar Jared Goff tweet. Like it was bad. And they, you know, they got, uh, they got a safety. They got like defensive touchdowns. They're, you know, how many points did they score from on their offense? You're not going to no, beat it, Seattle scoring a touchdown. It was bad, but, Goff is in his fifth year. Again, this guy had his first start. I'm not a Goff defender. I'm not here to defend Goff. But you think they have a better chance of winning with Jared Goff next week? Yes. I don't. Yeah, I do. Like, I, I have officially sold all my Jared Goff stock. I'm done. Clearly. Clearly. I'm done with him. It's, it's a mess. And, and we'll see. The opening line to kind of jump ahead is four and a half right now. Seattle favored by four and a half? Yeah. Kind of like that. I mean, listen, I think it's a big spread. I think it's a big spread. I still, I still like, you know, I think I like for in terms of a good game. I like the coaching matchup. I like it's a division game. I like the Rams defense. Um, you know, the Cardinals didn't play well yesterday, but the Seahawks didn't exactly breeze through a Niners team. No, the Seahawks didn't play well either. 
The thing is, both teams, the Rams and the Seahawks, can win in a gritty game. Agreed. Because now the Seahawks defense, you talk about a turnaround. Yeah. They showed it yesterday during the game. Basically, the Seahawks defense has been a top five defense for six, seven weeks now. It's their offense that's been lackluster. It's been very slow starts. They're not driving the ball down the field until the last two weeks think, when it matters. And, and and I think if you look at if you look at the Seahawks offense, I mean the DK Metcalf breaks their franchise record for yards in a season. The the when they play the Rams and you got Jalen Ramsey on him, it's been it's been feast or famine. It's been a big play here and there, but otherwise he has kind of locked him down a little bit. And I think that is a major factor in slowing down Seattle's offense, even more than it's already been slowed down for, for how many weeks now? I mean, how far removed are we from the, you know, the let Russ cook days? Eight I weeks? Looked. I, well, I looked. His, his numbers for the first eight games versus the last eight games are, very, are drastically different. Yeah. I think he only threw 15 touchdowns in the last eight games. But i got to give my boy some props where it's due. At the end of the day, Joey, let me just say this about my boy Russ. Through nine seasons, the most wins in NFL history and the second most touchdown passes. He passed Marino. So, look, he's not cooking right now, but that body of work. That's a good damn meal. I'd eat it. I'd eat that Russ meal every day. Cook for me, Russ. Think, think about that though, real quick. I gotta stroke him. I gotta stroke him off a little. That's crazy that Russell Wilson has the second most touchdowns after nine seasons and the most wins. Like we're not talking a small sliver. We're talking almost a decade of doing it. Yeah. That's why I love the guy. But I will say this. And and why I'm and why I'm critical of the guy is. Can he, can he put the team on his back? Can he win some playoff games when they're not 100% carried by a top-five defense? So here we go. Their defense is playing better. They're, not, they're, they're by no means a great defense. So it's going to be a lot more on Russia's shoulders than the two runs to the Super Bowl. He's lost first-round games in Dallas. He's lost uh, – he, he, you know, he beat a Philly team that didn't – Belong anywhere and then lost last year like the Rams game I, I, I certainly don't think it's a sure thing they're four and a half point favorites they're supposed to win that game and then what goes from there like to as a you know Russ Stan like where does Russ what do you think that they have to do to say like okay look this is why the guy is a top whatever quarterback in the NFL like do you think if they lose to the Rams that there can be some criticism there? Do you think if they beat the Rams and then lose the next round, now we're, okay, this is exactly what it is? There can always be criticism, of course. I, I think, look, I think it's going to be a tough game. Um, again, you might think I'm a lunatic. I think they have a better chance to win if uh, the investment banker, John Wolford, starts. But, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. I, I think you're right. I do think Russ is going to have to win some games on his own now that the defense is playing well. I also think Russ needs a running game. I've never denied that. He needs a running game more than Aaron Rodgers. He needs a running game more than Patrick Mahomes. I've never said he's better than those guys. I think he definitely needs a running game. In fact, you know, we talk about the overall season. If I had a vote, 
I would Russ would be fourth on my list for MVP. Behind. He'd be if we just stuck with quarterbacks, he'd be behind Rodgers, Mahomes, and Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. And then and then I might vote and, and to be honest, I'd probably vote Derrick Henry ahead of Russ as well. So I'd probably, you know, if I had a vote, if I'm trying to be perfectly honest here. Um, but no, look, I, I don't disagree with some of those assessments of Russ. Like I said, I think his overall body of work stands for itself. I also think he, he needs to step it up and he, he needs some help as far as the running game. I don't think he can, I, I don't, we haven't seen it yet. Maybe I'm wrong. We haven't seen it. I agree where Russ can just take over a playoff game. He's never shown that. Right. So we'll see that. I mean, look, dude, I, I think this is shaping up. I'm sure you have the same sentiments. A great weekend. Oh yeah. It's fantastic. You know, Joe, the NFL is, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's, they pulled it off. 17 which, weeks, which, which we knew, we knew they would. I mean, you go back to the beginning of, of the pandemic. I said, you will be playing quarterback for the Packers before they're canceling football games. And that basically happened. I mean, a guy who had never taken a snap in the NFL played quarterback for the Broncos. He wasn't even on a practice squad as a quarterback. I mean, this happened. That, that is like, and this is no disrespect to that guy whose name we've all already forgotten except for Broncos fans, but th this is 100% no disrespect to him. That's the equivalent of you playing quarterback for the Broncos. Like, it was a guy who they didn't have there to play quarterback. It, yeah. That's exactly what it was. The, the, the league, the shield, the brand, it's all bigger than the players. It would never happen in any other sport. Well, I don't know. I like, and listen, I don't know about hockey. I don't know about whatever, but like you're not playing the world series. If Mike Trout's out with COVID, like they're just not doing it. Yeah. And we'll see, we'll see what happens come playoff time. You know, will they move? Play? I, I just don't think they will. And I like what Al Michael said last night. He took a shot at a lot of people when he said, Oh, everyone says the ratings are down because technically I know we've gone over this so many times. Technically, right. they're down 7%. But I like what he said. We were number one before this year, and we're number one again. And, and the most important thing, again, for the NFL and any company is, are we making more money than we were making in the past? It doesn't really matter. Like, no one cares what your Yelp reviews are. No one sure. cares what your ratings are. You just care, are you making more money? So unless the next TV deal is down some percentage, the NFL is never going to worry about ratings. The, the NFL isn't even, that's not even their business. Their business is to, they sell their thing to the networks. Then the networks sell the ads. Sure. The networks care about the ratings. Yeah. Is, is it a way for the NFL to have some track of their popularity? Yeah. Is there also 5,000 analytics nerds somewhere who are studying social media traffic and streaming things and how many blog posts are written about it to, to get a, a real idea of how much people are thinking and watching about the NFL? Yeah, they are. So the ratings, I know, I know there are people out there who are like the NFL's over because they put equality on the back of their helmets um, you know, get woke, go broke. 
but in the end, they're fine. Well, real quick on that, and then we'll get back to the games. I don't know if you saw this. We forgot to discuss this. It came out like two or three weeks ago. The rumor is NFL is currently under a $100 million 10-year TV contract discussions. $100 million. $100 million. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. $100 billion. Yeah. I was like, is that $100 million per season? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. $100 billion. Yeah. So $10 billion a season. Right. Think about that. 32 teams. Those teams are making some serious coin off probably, one TV Probably would have been $200 billion. If Colin Kaepernick didn't say cops should stop murdering unarmed citizens. There you go. Always, always going to bring it back to him, Joey. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying the face of, right. The, the, the first guy who started it before everybody else was like, Oh, Oh, it's okay to say that now. We're, this is a thing. The whole culture is going to do it. We're all going to be Colin Kaepernick. But the, you know, the NFL also is like how they handle that is very, it's very lightly. Yeah, the NFL. Well, I mean, like the backs of the helmets, and it, it's a, it's like a nuanced thing almost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like they, they're towing a line. Well, let's not forget. Look, it's it's a and a something that's changing shape all the time, and the great thing about the NFL owners is they have a punching bag in Roger Goodell and they tell him what to do and whether it contradicts himself, it doesn't matter. The guy, the guy gets paid tens of million dollars a year to be a punching bag for the media, for fans, for whatever. So first it was like, we're not fucking with this at all. And Roger Goodell became the bad guy. And you know, the, and Colin Kaepernick is blackballed from the league and blah, blah, blah. And there's a collusion case. And then it's, Roger Goodell is going to do commercials and he's going to do black lives matter before draft picks. And he's going to, you know, talk about what drew Brees said and it was ever, so it's ever shifting and it's ever changing, but the NFL obviously is still more than any other league concerned about the guys that they're selling dick pics, dick pills and trucks to on Sundays. And you know, who still write letters. I actually haven't seen that many, they don't do it on streaming, so there's that. Is that why? Because the, the people who watch streaming don't need dick pills. I was wondering. And aren't buying trucks. Cause, yeah, because I have YouTube Apparently, TV. they desperately need insurance, though. That's the one thing I do know. If you're a millennial streamer, you don't have insurance, and you need it. Oh, yeah, car insurance for sure. Yeah, uh, everything insurance. I don't even know what State Farm. Like, is State Farm house insurance? Is it window insurance? Like, what is, like... What is State Farm Insurance for? I don't even know, but I know that it's really important because, yeah. goddamn, I feel like I feel like th- I see the the Jake from State Farm kid more than I see yeah anybody in my life. Jake's got a good gig, man. Jake's making some serious coin. And talk about Black Lives Matter. I mean, Jake just transitioned from a white guy into a black guy. That. <laughs> And that's the most that's the most fucking 2020 shit ever. No one ever mentioned it. Jake from State Farm was one day a white guy woke up, he had transitioned into a black guy. Who gives the Eagles a better chance to win in that fourth quarter? Jake from State Farm or Nate Sudfeld? <laughs> I mean, 
I think Jake from Jake from State Farm, and that's why Doug Peterson didn't put him in. Have you ever seen such a thing? I haven't. Well, let me just let's. We're talking about the Eagles game. We have to. So let me just say this because, as as you can imagine, and I'm sure you followed on social media, I was pretty open about being upset about the whole thing. And of course, you know, dipshit Eagles fans with their uh, win more than six games, blah, 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 all this stuff. But I kind of want to start with you because everybody is coming at me like I'm butthurt about this because I'm a Giants fan, which is true. But it's also like you're not a Giants fan. Tug Coker, who was texting me about how ridiculous it was, not a Giants fan. Chris Collinsworth isn't a Giants fan. He's pretty open about it. Al Michaels, maybe a Giants fan, but I don't think so. It was pretty open about it. Dan Orlovsky is not a Giants fan. There's a lot of people on social media that are not Giants fans that were just as upset about this as I was. And you were texting me about it and you were pretty worked up about it. So why don't we start with you, a non-Giants fan, and get your take so that all the people that are eating a sandwich from a gas station in their car right now don't start screaming about Giants homering. Well, I've never seen anything like that. We'll start there. Never, ever. You threw the game. You blatantly threw the game. Yeah, blatantly threw the game. There's no other position you can take on that. And and what I think is really kind of crazy about the throwing of the game thing is he lied about it. He lied like that. That's 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 a whole like before we get into all the intricacies. Doug Peterson is a liar. I think Doug Peterson, and I'm not. I you know if I look at the coaches in the NFL, like he's he might be number one on my like you're a piece of shit list after (laughs) last night. Right. I I don't know how he can't because you you know let's go back to the game. You have a Washington defense, which we know is a great defense. They're a really good defense. Yeah. You have fourth and four. From the four yard line, but can go watch. Let me say. ask. Let me let me ask you something before we we replay that. Did you know that they were trying to lose the game before that? No, I did. The whole game felt like preseason prior to that. It felt very weird. Even on like the first drive, it's third and like four or whatever. They're just like running off tackle. Like when in the history of the modern NFL, I'm not saying you can't run the ball, but you're it's. It's a draw play. It's trickery. It's a swing pass. That's technically a thing. It's a jet sweep. When on third and four on your own side of the field, are you just handing off off tackle? I, I mean, think you, they. I think they were throwing the game from play one. I I, I don't and, know about Doug, that. Doug Peterson. Maybe. I don't know about that, but when you don't kick a field goal for a tie, especially when. Washington's offense is struggling. You're getting to Alex Smith. He's struggling. The only thing that made like 99.9% of people thought that that was, that that was the moment everybody goes, Oh wait, are they trying to lose this game? And then of course there's 0.1% of people who are like, Doug Peterson is a fucking idiot who has done this a lot in his career. And I was even there for a second. I was like, yeah, except Doug Peterson is a trash coach who does make reckless force down decisions his entire career. But then when they follow that up, that particular drive, when they follow that drive up with putting Nate Sudfeld in, 
And the Nate Sudfeld, you know, controversy is a whole other thing. Then you're going, oh, you are losing the game on purpose. Well, if you want to see Nate Sudfeld's reps, which is total bullshit, by the way. It's bullshit. 100% bullshit. He's been on the team for four seasons. Hasn't taken a snap since 2018. Hasn't taken a snap. Can't take a snap, apparently. Like, he was... he. He was struggling to take a snap. He fumbled one, and then there was others where he was like, wait, so it's coming from between your legs? He's like, wait, you're going to send it between your legs? And honestly, I feel bad for Nate Sudfeld. The guy, the guy is – it. like I, what I always think about is like you ever see a movie where somebody – like the, the, the lead actor is being hit on by like a really ugly girl. Yeah. I always go, what does that casting like breakdown look like? We're looking for a really ugly girl. Like I always, I always go, man, that's gonna be tough. Like your agents like, Hey, we need a girl who disgusts the lead actor in this movie. We think you'd be a good fit for the role. Like, how do you even do that? But that's essentially what Doug Peterson did to Nate Sudfeld. He goes, I want to lose this game. So I'm going to put you in. Yeah. That's disrespectful to him. It also puts him at risk. I don't know if you saw the clips of Jason Kelsey just like whiffing on blocks because yeah, he was over it. You're putting, you're putting Nate Sudfeld at risk. You're disrespecting him by saying, hey, I want to lose. So now you're going in. And also, Nate Sudfeld now has to wake up in the morning and see him getting trashed online. Well, let me, let me say a few more things. It's not like Jalen Hurts was playing a great game. He was 7 of 20 at that point. But, 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 but exactly. Isn't, isn't that – don't we need to see, like – Exactly. We, we, if I'm an Eagles fan, I want to see – with the game on the line, a playoff spot for Washington line. I want to see if Jalen Hurts can lead a comeback. He has definitely re-energized the team the last few games. And even yesterday, two nice rushing touchdowns. Not the great, greatest statistical game, but he clearly re-energized the team. We need to see him heading into the 2021 season. The Eagles have won the, the very first thing on the Eagles' offseason docket is who is our starting quarterback not who is our who cares who your third string quarterback is who cares who your backup quarterback is if you move on from one of these two guys who are potentially your starter okay do we need to see whether or not Nate Sudfeld is qualified to be the backup if you keep Wentz and trade Hurts or keep Hurts and trade Wentz because let me tell you one thing if you're the Eagles organization and I shouldn't say this because I kind of want them to do it don't draft another quarterback like you're good. You're, you're, you already got yourself into a terrible position by drafting a quarterback when you had a quarterback who you had just paid, you know, $128 million to who cares what Nate Sudfeld is capable of. If he would have started the second half with Sudfeld, it would have been completely different. I've never in my entire life. I've been watching football for about 30 years, 30 plus years intently. Have I seen, a quarterback change with, I believe it was 1147 in the fourth quarter. I've never seen it in a close game like that. I've never seen such a move. And to be honest, I'm going to take it beyond football. What Doug Peterson did is an abomination of sports and winning. It is. Andy. You play to win the game. This is a, you know, you're worked up because you're a butthurt Giants fan. And 
I think you're going. To, no, wait, sorry. You're you have you're a fan of five teams, and none of them are the Giants. <laughs> um, it, it, you couldn't be more right. And I, there's so much to break down here. But one thing I'm just going to say is, why not just forfeit the game? Yeah. Why are you? You know they say they say snaps at the line. If you're if you're in the trenches, it's like a 10 mile an hour car accident every snap. You're just putting. You're just going. Hey, f- fuck your brain. <laughs> I don't care about you. We want to lose this game, but I am gonna. But there is a chance that you'll get injured out there. And by the way, a uh, fuck you. Yeah. So if they forfeit the game, Washington's in. Then we also don't have the 10-mile-an-hour car wrecks for 200 snaps during the Giants-Cowboys game, which was a battle, which there was fights on the field, two teams going at it, two teams fighting because they thought they had a chance to win. Tell those teams you don't have a chance to make the playoffs. We are going to throw this game. And so many layers to this. Well, and also, I don't think anyone's talking, or at least not enough people that I've seen, are talking about the future, like the ramifications of this. If you played for Peterson – or if you saw this and you didn't play for him and you might play for him, who wants to play for this guy? Well, you know, I didn't legitimate question. I didn't send it to you last night because it was late. And I thought you might be in bed, but did you see the Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz, uh, Kelsey meeting? No, they were on the field. They were on the football field on the bench, the three of those guys and the head of Eagles security until one AM just talking. That's some fucking Friday Night Lights, uh, you know, that's some fucking dazed and confused. Your fucking three captains are out there going like, uh, are we demanding this guy get fired? Are we just going to different teams? Am I retiring from football? That's the, that's your, that's the foundation of your football team on the field in plain sight where the media can see them till 1 a.m. with the lights on talking about the abomination that their franchise is. And guess what? Here's the thing. We have come along. Let's go back to me being a Giants fan. We are a long way from the Giants almost beating the Tampa Bay Bucks in New York with the two-point conversion. You might remember I came on this show and I was like, yeah, I want Brady. I want Brady. We're a long way from that. Lots happened injuries-wise, the way the Giants have played. I don't think the Giants have a chance to beat the Tampa Bay Bucks this weekend if they play in the playoffs. I think that there was a time where I believe they did. That time is over. Washington might even have a better shot. Maybe. Um, here's one thing I do know, though. Once you get over the fact that the Giants don't get into the playoffs because Doug Peterson threw a game, it's the greatest thing that ever happened. One of the teams in our division, the most recent one with playoff success, has a coach that the veterans probably outright despise that's incompetent. He's either incompetent or a liar because he can't, he hasn't been able to evaluate Nate Sudfeld in five seasons or, or he's, he's straight lying to people. How do you, how do you trust a coach that you go, but I know you're a liar. You don't. It's, it's, here's the equivalent to me. It's politicians. When I see, and I watched his post game press conference and I see the things that he's saying the direct lies, the blatant in-your-face lies to the public, to the media, to his players. When I see those, I see a politician, a pandering, 
obnoxious politician. And I just say, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. A big now fuck you. Now let's talk about the reasons behind it. Because I actually don't know where the real reason comes from. And I don't know if it's a combination of all these things. I don't. Let's talk about the lunacy of wanting to move up from like eight in the draft to six in the draft. Like, what are you like? That can't be the reasoning, right? You're going to move up to six. So what? You can ruin some poor young receiver's life by bringing him in and then making him the scapegoat for a terrible head coach and a horrible quarterback room. We're just going to turn it. By the way, Nelson Aguilar, for all your memes, pretty fucking good in 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 Las Vegas. Pretty fucking good, guys. You're gonna you're gonna make him the new Rieger or fucking whoever Deshaun Jackson, who's caught sixty balls in his career once. You're gonna turn him into the newest eagle that you guys just shit on because your quarterback and your coach is incompetent. This is what you had to do. You desperately had to get from eight to six. That can't be the reason. It can't. Then let's go to the the Giants factor. A lot of people talking about how, like, this is a win-win because the Giants aren't in the playoffs. Guys, the Redskins are in your division, too. Like, I don't hate – like, I hate the city of Philadelphia and the Eagles fans, but, like, in terms of teams, like, I don't hate them as a team more than I hate the Cowboys and the Redskins. They're all in my fucking division. You just – like – and also, the New York football Giants have won winning seasons in eight years. Do we live so rent-free in the city of Philadelphia's head because we're 90 miles away and infinitely better that Doug Peterson is throwing games to make sure a team that has one winning season in eight years doesn't get in? Is that possible? Because, listen, I get it a little bit. The Giants have a history of going into the playoffs with teams that don't look like they're going to do anything and winning the Super Bowl, and that fucking – ruins the lives of Philadelphia fans who have won Super Bowl in their entire history of their organization. But, you, but it can't be, right? Like, I love it. I love that, that Doug Peterson and the entire Eagles organization is spooked to death by a team that has one winning season in eight years. But I can't believe it. It can't be real. And I want to go back to something we've harped on many times, but it needs to be reiterated. Doug Peterson has a losing record without Frank Reich as his offensive coordinator. Dude, Jim Schwartz and Frank Reich, I said it yesterday in a tweet, let them, he should have to forfeit a Super Bowl ring and they should, they should share it on alternating weekends like divorced parents. Like Jim Schwartz is leaving, by the way. Jim Schwartz is like, I want a year off from this asshole. Frank Reich left. Frank Reich's probably going to go get Carson Wentz to come and play for him. Doug Peterson is a loser. In fact, he's a loser on purpose. He knows he's not only, not only is he a loser, he's open about it. He's like, I'm a loser. I lose. I lost. I'm a loser. I lost the game. I'm, I lose on purpose, which by the way, is the greatest thing that ever happened as a Giants fan. Nothing Please don't give Doug Peterson Mike Shashevsky's contract. Never let him leave. We love it. Now let's talk about the third thing. Here's the only thing that I can make sense out of. This is where I put most of the weight. 
Doug Peterson is gifting his former quarterback when he was offensive coordinator in Kansas City, Alex Smith, who we all agree is an insane story and is the only person that should be in the conversation or receive a vote first, second, third, fourth, fifth for comeback player of the year. A gruesome injury. The idea that he's on the field is insane. Doug Peterson gifted him a playoff berth. It's the only explanation I have that, that what, what, isn't Alex Smith. Is he a make-a-wish? Is he a make-a-wish kid? Listen, listen, Andy. I think that would be the most pathetic thing. But, like, it could be it, – it's the only thing that can be considered, like, reasonably good. Like, from a good – like, from a good-hearted position. But I 100% agree with you. And honestly, I think, I think we're, we, we, you know, the media and football has done that with Alex Smith a little bit this year in general, like no doubt about it. Insane story. But like we all, everybody is treating Alex Smith with kid gloves. He goes out there, he plays mediocre football and we're like, this is incredible. Yeah. And now Doug Peterson is like gifting him a play. Like Alex Smith doesn't want that. The dude didn't come back from seven knee surgeries or whatever the fuck it was and almost losing his leg to get some fucking hand me out from the visor wearing clown shoes, wearing fucking dope. That is Doug Peterson. But like sprinkle it around Andy, where, where, where what is the reason behind this? He just tried to lose. That's all that's all it is. He blatantly tried to lose. But for draft picks, because the execs told him to, because of Alex Smith, because he because the Giants live rent free in his head, a combination of all those things. I don't think it has I don't know if it has anything to do with the Giants. I don't know. I don't know what he's I just don't know. I just don't know what he's doing. And what's crazy is you have the two announcers. Just hammering them, which is interesting because while they Chris wor- Collinsworth fucking doesn't hammer anybody. No, and while they work for NBC, they basically work for the NFL. Let's yeah. call it what it is. Yeah. The reason they're getting those big seven-figure paychecks is because of the NFL games. So for them to basically diss one of their own on. Network television on I mean, prime time. That's as abusive as Chris Collinsworth gets. That's what I'm saying. Sunday night, and they didn't hold back. I, I mean, I mean, this is a bad blemish for the NFL. Like it's Chris a, Collinsworth it's, was hitting Doug Peterson with his purse metaphorically. Like he was beating. He went full Karen on him. Yeah, it's a bad look, and I wouldn't and, be surprised. I don't know. And that's like, why I, they put him on Sunday Night Football. By the way, no one thought. They're throwing this game. Yeah. Now, now, so many people, so many dipshits are out there being like, the 15 and one teams, tackle. Are you just as mad at the Chiefs? It's like, dude, the Chiefs won. The Chiefs are locked in. The Chiefs are just, the Chiefs are doing the opposite of what Doug Peterson did. He, they're protecting their players from injury, as opposed to Doug Peterson, who's serving up his players to injury in a game that he's not trying to win. I, I think that is the biggest thing that's not being talked about is like, dude, fuck you. Like, fuck you when I'm eating porridge 
with CTE at 37 because I had to get hit with a truck. I get hit with a sledgehammer in the front of my fucking brain. And that sledgehammer's name was Chase Young. Yeah, because you want to you wanna move up from nine to six so you can draft a seventh quarterback for your quarterback room because it's taking you five years to figure out Nate Sudfeld doesn't belong in the NFL. You know, Doug Peterson, he's going to be one of those guys who lives off that one Super Bowl way too long. He is. Oh, and I, it, it will make me so happy. He is. I ho- I, honestly, I hope, I hope the NFL passes a rule that if you've won a Super Bowl, you get 20 years as a head coach. I hope he's there forever. I hope he's there forever. And, and what's so funny is Jason Kelsey's doing fucking press conferences about this very thing two weeks ago. Carson Wentz is a healthy scratch. Yeah. What a dumpster fire. God, it's so it's such a shame that they have their one fluke-ass Super Bowl because their entire history is this, and it doesn't deserve to have a blemish of some sort of success on it. What a garbage, what a just entire garbage franchise. Yeah. If this does come from executives, it's like, it's the worst thing ever. You know, I was trying to put myself in the position of like an Eagles fan because there are Eagles fans that are defending this as there are Eagles fans that are defending like Carson Wentz and Donna McNabb and, you know, all the other, and, you know, (laughs) their fans cheering Michael Irvin, snapping his neck and throwing batteries at Santa Claus. There are dumb Eagles fans. We knew we've known that for a while, but there are guys that are defending this. And I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. And I was like, what if the Giants did this? And then I was like, oh, I literally can't imagine it because it would never fucking happen. It would never happen. It wouldn't happen if Doug Peterson was the coach of the Giants. It wouldn't happen. Well, They'd be like, we're not doing this, guys. Also, this does not happen if there's 70,000 fans at the vet. No way. No way. He got away with it because there's no fans at the stadium. Which makes him even more of a pussy. I agree. A hundred percent agree. Remember when people were like, are the, are the Patriots going to tank in week 17 to make sure the Jets have a worse draft pick? There was 0% chance of that ever happening. Zero. Remember when it was like, oh, the Patriots are going to tank the entire season to get Trevor Lawrence and start their dynasty again. Remember Matty Goldberg said that? And I said, 0% chance that happens because Bill Belichick isn't a tanker. There aren't a lot of guys. Adam Gase isn't a tanker. No. Doug Peterson. He's a bitch, dude. But, I, I mean, like I said, you play. I, mean, I know. Let's again, let's let's give us your Giants fan. So let's give a little. You play sports to win. And as someone who the thing I love about sports in general is just the competition. Right. And I like competition in general. I think I'm a competitive guy, whether it's sports or a board, game, whatever it is. I like to win. We all like to win. If you don't want to win or if you don't if you aren't purposely trying to put your team in a position to win, you're a total bitch and to be honest, you should not be in the game. You just shouldn't. Like you should not be in the sport. What what he did last night, again, I've never seen and I know some of the takes are also saying like I saw Jeff Schwartz tweet saying if this was a 1 p.m. game, nobody's talking about it. There's validity to that. But I I think people are still talking about it. Not as much. I think people are still talking about sure. not as much. We did see it, though, and we saw it on national TV. We saw it on primetime. 
And like you said, Chris Collinsworth never talks bad about anybody. He didn't know what to say. Yeah. And also just do, just like, do what you, like, if you're going to tank, just like do the tank, but like, just, just forfeit the game. Like you've got your, so you've got Carson Wentz who's a healthy scratch. You've got Jalen Hurts sitting on the bench going, this is not right. You saw those clips? Him going like, this isn't right. Yeah. This isn't right. So now you're down two quarterbacks in your quarterback room. Maybe you're evaluating Nate Sudfeld because your other two quarterbacks fucking hate you. I which is which is I guess is reasonable. I mean, I think we could all say you you know the Nate Sudfeld evaluation thing was a lie, but maybe it wasn't because maybe Doug Peterson knows he's gonna still be there for doing the exact bidding, and his other two quarterbacks fucking hate him. I don't know how you bounce back from this. <laughs> the the worst thing is is like if it was upon direction of the owner, the front office, Hugh Laurie. Then, then he bounces back because he gets to stay, even though it's the worst thing ever. Which, by the way, it just makes you a coward if you want if you want to win, but you can't say no to the execs. I'm talking team success wise. Oh, I know, and that is the greatest part about this, Andy. I don't. If this I comes don't from think... the if this comes from the execs, he gets to stay. He can't bounce back from it. Philadelphia returns once again to where they always should be, the the punchline of an already punchline the NFC East. They are the third punchline in the in the jokes coming threes. They're the big finish. They're the they're the whipped cream on the milkshake. They're the cherry on top. You guys are the punchline on the punchline. What a dumpster fire! I love it. We're good, dude. Us Giants fans, we were angry in the moment when we woke up this morning. We go, yeah, it would have been nice to have a shot at Tom Brady. Blah blah blah. History, Brady, comeback. Blah blah blah. You know the whole thing. We wake up this morning and you go, okay, let the anger of of not getting in the playoffs because the Philadelphia Eagles are a dumpster fire subside. <laughs> it's it's great to watch it. It's great to watch it. Have fun in Philly. Have fun drafting another quarterback. Now with who are you going to get at six? But tanking for draft picks when you're the worst drafting team in football is hilarious. You wanted to evaluate Nate Sudfeld when they already have two quarterbacks. Honestly, maybe he's, maybe that's true. Maybe, maybe he's, he's just a moron. Maybe he's so bad, which is why he like the. Here's the other thing. One final thing. If you want to lose that game, go back to Carson Wentz. He fucking sucks. He lost every game for you. Why did you? If you want to lose a game, why don't you be like, we're going back to Wentz? You want to lose a game? You want to lose a game? Try to win a game. You've lost every game this fucking year because you guys are a dumpster fire. You could have you could have tanked by trying to win. You probably would have lost worse if they tried to win. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bad situation. You're and a fucking gas station sandwich. You fucking you're what a despicable fucking franchise. Good, good riddance. I'd say I'd say if you don't want to be the fan of a loser franchise that loses on purpose, that we welcome you with open arms. But mid. Mid Jersey only, south south of whatever ain't gonna cut it. We we I can't we can't we can't openly take you. 
go over for the Ravens or something. I don't know. Well, it was not the best way to end the season, and we'll leave it at that. It was an awful way, like we said, to end a season which had no stop. They made it work. They got through 17 weeks of football, and it ended in the worst way possible. Like, I can't think of a worse way to end the season. But we are here for the playoffs, and we also are here for the new, or I should say, the recently fired coaches, which is happening. So let's go through them real quick, Joe. Anthony Lynn fired. I support this message. Yeah, I mean, they win four straight to uh, finish the year. Yeah. I'll say this. I don't think that, uh, I don't think Anthony Lynn like deserves to be fired more than a lot of guys. Like, I, I I don't hate the job Anthony Lynn, but I definitely don't like it. Well, look, it's thirty three and thirty one in four years. So so he had a little leash. They went five and eleven last year. My problem with Anthony Lynn is the talent that the Chargers have had, especially the last. You know, they went 12-4. and four. They won a road playoff game at Baltimore, Lamar Jackson's rookie season. So the expectations were high. The problem is he didn't then meet those expectations. Take this year, for example. That seven, the Chargers, and this isn't just saying it because they were in so many games. The Chargers should have three more wins, at least two more wins. They shouldn't be seven and nine. Also, and- if, you're, if you're some sort of... Doug Peterson defender, they should have four le- like why would why would you win those last four games? Yeah. So look, I think Justin Herbert is a generational talent. I'm willing to say that at this point. He generational is a leap, but I'm I'm here for you. Is you're that a leap? Your, you're here for your you're here with your Chargers sweatshirt on. I'll give it to you. Okay, I'll be a little homer. <laughs> I, I, I think he's that good. Obviously, I think he he's broke- really, really good. He broke a lot of records. I think he's cool. I think he's calm. I think he uh, obviously is the franchise guy. And I think you need to hit the reset button and start over with the new I think coach. There was, I think there was two plays here. I think one is some sort of quality control of, of Anthony Lynn, which really, like, it seems like, you say they should have three more wins. It almost seems like they should have three more wins if, like, you know, Beverly Mata was, like, in charge of his timeouts late in games. You know, some, some fucking dirtball who plays Madden a bunch. But, like, the other option, obviously, is... A lot of mental images on that one, by the way. The other option here, uh, yeah. <laughs> Bev up in the booth, just fucking... <laughs> he's like, Anthony Lynn calling up, and he's like... Should I should I use a timeout here? And he comes back with like a jingle, like who do you who do you who do you think you are? <laughs> um, but uh, the other option, obviously, is making the change now because you want to give Justin Herbert yeah. a fresh start. Like you don't want to do this in year three of Herbert or exactly. year four or whatever. We, you don't want to do the you don't want to do the rotating. Like we tried this head coach and it didn't work. Like the sophomore slump might happen, and it happens to a lot of guys. But I'd rather, like you're saying. To be now, the second but, year, but now it's, it's tough because now you got to find the guy who's better. You got to find the guy who's better than Anthony Lynn. You know, I told you before the show, I want the enemy. I know, and I, 
I, I'm not sure I agree with you. And, and I said to you before the, we talked about it before the show is like when you're the offensive coordinator for an offensive guru head coach who basically calls the plays and called the plays in the past and whatever, like, are you, I'm not saying Eric Bieniemy is not a good coach. I'm just saying that scares me. That's like the big school quarterback thing. And proof of that is Doug Peterson is the former offensive coordinator for Andy Reid. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, I like Bieniemy personally. I, I like that as a hire. And I think those years that he had with Mahomes, three years, prepares him for Herbert, another great talent. Yeah, I like I like that move, personally. I mean, they're going to be competitive with him as as long as as long as they have him, they're probably going to be in most games, right? As and long they as they were, have Herbert, yeah, then they were this year. Sure, I mean, so many factors. You know, having a great quarterback is is an important one. Not not alone, you know. Yeah, but yeah, listen, I I'm fine with the move. It's just. This next hire is important because you don't want to do this again in three years. No. And I, and I wonder if Herbert, I don't, I don't, I feel like Herbert being year one probably wasn't in the conversation, but like he kind of would have been maybe if I'm the GM or if I'm the owner, I'm like, Hey, just throwing it out there. Like you really want Lynn or you, you know, so it'll be interesting. Who would you like to see the Jags hire? A lot I mean, of honestly, people want this. A lot of chirping about this Urban Meyer to Jacksonville, and you know, the the thing about the Urban Myers and the like. I mean, we, we talked about this already, but like, how'd Saban do? Like, I just feel like recruiting is such an important thing to college football success as compared to like coaching. I know yeah. Saban's a good coach. I know. Urban Meyer's a good coach. Dabo's a good coach, but like they're also recruiters. Sure. And if you're gonna let me ask you something. If you're going that route, if you're going the college football route, if you're going big school, like why aren't you just trying to get his college coach? Why aren't you just trying to bring Trevor? Why aren't you just trying to bring Dabo and Trevor Lawrence together? Dabo would be such a good fit in Florida. Uh, here's the thing. I don't know. I'm not a big college football fan. Obviously, he gets great talent there. No, but it, Dabo's personality. I'm talking in the state of Florida. Right, right. Come down to Jacksonville. Bow, bow, bow. Is he 70 salmon? We got gators down here. We got gators. You can find them. We're going to have an alligator roll to practice. We're giving away, uh, we're giving away all kinds of, uh, you know, we're giving away subscriptions to Parlor. Come on down, sign up for Parlor, get a free Trevor Lawrence shirt. I don't know, man. I I I agree. I don't I don't know how I feel about the Urban Meyer idea. Well, I get. I guess my thing is like, if that's the move, why isn't it Dabo? And I don't think it, I don't necessarily think it should be either. But I'm saying, yeah. If it is him, why isn't why isn't that the move? Because Dabo wouldn't leave. Okay. And Urban Myers. The thing about Urban Meyer, doesn't it scare you a little bit when he goes to Jacksonville and they're not immediately good and then his like heart flares up or whatever? Like is you it, talk about 
in terms of like guys we know who are outright liars. Oh my God. We just have, we, Urban Meyer is even. What a piece of shit. Doug, Doug Peterson's got a long way to go to steal Urban Meyer's. I'm a blatant liar crown. I have headaches. I have health issues, but I can fly every week to Los Angeles to do Saturday football on Fox. Yeah. What a, what a bunch of lies. What a bunch of lies. Yeah. I agree, man. I don't know. What about the Jets? Gase is out. Who do you like there? Well, the Gase is, you know, the, the, the Jets is tough because who, are, the Jets, are the Jets drafting Justin Fields now? Is that, is that where the Jets are at? Like Trevor Lawrence is going, Trevor Lawrence is for sure going to Jacksonville. Is it a quarterback thing? Like, I also believe this whole idea of like new quarterback offensive guru isn't necessarily a fit. Like bring a, bring an offensive coordinator. Who's an offensive guru. Like I, I, I almost think that that whole idea that we always do this where it's like, well, they have this quarterback now. So you got to bring a Adam Gase type. It's like, how'd that work out? By um, the way, speaking of offensive guys, you know who really regressed the last three or four weeks is Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. Yeah. And I think he was hoisted up early by Kyler Murray. Like, I don't know if he regressed as much as like, talk about a guy who got figured out pretty fast. Um, They've looked bad, Joe. They've looked, no, they've looked really bad. I know obviously Kyler didn't play, but I'm talking like the week before at home against a San Francisco team. Come on. That doesn't have much to play for. No, I think, I think early on and even toward, I mean, even toward the end here, it's a lot of like Kyler Murray to Hopkins, 50, 50 balls. And like, but I think I think Kingsbury having some sort of success early and then people figuring out is listen, I I'll say it again. I'm not a college football guy. I don't know what any of these guys did at any level. I don't I don't care, honestly. So like for me to judge a college football coach coming in, oh, who's the best fit for the Jets? It's you know, it's the guy from Northeastern or whatever. Like, I don't fucking know. Um Northwestern, I should say. Like Northeastern. Northeastern. They're they're hiring their hockey coach. Um, Northwestern. But like from from an NFL standpoint, for all of these coaching positions, like just don't do a retread. Just like don't do a retread hire. Like, you know, like it's so sad that like Mike McCarthy's coaching in the NFL, right? Oh now. my God. So, I hate like you know what the NFL does, and, and you see this so you know what industry you see it the most in? Maybe because it's so public. This is the entertainment industry. Oh, yeah. Speaking of retreads. I mean, I see those commercials for what's her name? Mia Balak. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah. Call me cat. Right. I literally want to light myself on fire. Like, like, like the NFL coaches. I think Mike McCarthy is a perfect example of a retread and we're going to give this guy another chance. And you're going to say, why? Right. I'm not, I, by the way, I'm not against second chances. You know, who's someone who I'm actually curious to see in a different organization is Marvin Lewis. Just because he did, I think he had as much success as you could possibly have with the Dude, Bengals. Hammered Marvin Lewis. I did. 
<laughs> I did. But maybe I was a little unfair. I, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. At a certain point, he definitely needed to be fired. I'm not disagreeing with that. But that's why I'm saying I'm curious to see someone like him. But if now, you if, think, you're, if you're a Jets fan and they, and they hire Marvin Lewis, you put a gun in your mouth, right? Like, I agree. I'm not saying Jets. Maybe a Jags. I'm just saying they were two, the Bengals were 2-14. and 14. They drafted Carson Palmer. He elevated that franchise to I don't know how many playoffs. They never won a game, so that's on Marvin. He's the only coach in NFL history with zero playoff wins and six appearances. Let me ask you something since we're talking about it. The, we, agree, we agree 100% that Adam Gase should have been fired and honestly should have never been hired. And we're, you're, you feel Anthony Lynn's firing was 100% justified. I'm like mm, probably 65 70%. How about Doug Marone? Like, should have been fired for sure? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they went 10 and 6 a few years ago. I think it was 2017. They make the AFC Championship in a tough game. They've been pretty bad since. Yeah. Now I know he doesn't have much to work with. Yeah. But. I don't know. I, I'm. I mean, the the thing about Doug is that, I mean, talk about the Bill Belichick resume. You hired a guy who won like six games at Syracuse. Like, maybe just if you're gonna go to the college pool, maybe just go a guy who's won like double digit games ever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that was a good the good fire there, especially when you're gonna be drafting a quarterback who everybody thinks is going to be the next thing again, though, man, we'll see. I'm just, I just feel like the hype train is so hard on Trevor Lawrence. I'm not saying that he can't meet those expectations, but even, even burrow this year is number one. I don't think there was hype, but I, I, there was no, no burrow wasn't the, the Trevor, Trevor Lawrence has been talked about being the first overall pick from before Joe burrow was being talked about being the first. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we've been doing this since he since he started as a freshman and won a title as a freshman. Yeah, three years. So I don't know. Shave that mustache, though, bro. What's up with that? Yeah, I listen. I don't watch a ton of college football. Um, I've seen Trevor Lawrence play really well. He's looked really good. Dude, Justin Field looked really good too. Like yeah. I, I mean, the you know. Big arm, mobile, like he looks good. He was, uh, like he looks really good in that game. I he, I know that's recency bias, but uh, but that's not recency bias for me. It's more I don't. That's the fir- these are the first games I watch bias. I watched both of those playoff games. Yeah. No, I did too. I was forced to. By your family? Yeah, I was forced to. They duct tape me. They <laughs> fed me Jets pizza. I might have had an edible during the Ohio Jets State game. Pizza's. Jets pizza is good. Bro, I can't stop. It's, they had it. They, ha- they have one in St. Louis. We didn't get it, but I was like, oh, damn, you guys got one here. Oh, so it's, I didn't realize it was that big of a franchise. Yeah. The chain. I'm addicted. I had Jets pizza New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. <laughs> I got to show you. Se- separate orders? Yeah. Wow. New Year's Eve. In uh, in the crib here, and then my brother's the next night. 
He's like, I'm getting some Jets pizza. I'm like, I had it last night, but I was like, let's do it. Let's do it. I got the munchies. That always reminds me of Billy Bonnell's joke, which I love so much. Where he's like, Chinese people eat Chinese food every day. <laughs> I'm always hungry after eating that Chinese food. But he's like, oh, people are like, he's like, Americans are always like, oh, I don't know. We had Mexican last night. I don't know if we could do Mexican. He's like, Chinese people eat Chinese food every day. Yeah. Hey, real quick. We got to go over some of these. These these nice records. Derrick Henry, 2,000 rushing yards. Dude went off. He needed like 240 yards, and he got it, yeah. and then some. He needed like 220 and change, right? And he got like yeah. 250. He's a, he's a beast. I saw a great stat. I think it might have been Orlovsky uh, who said uh, Derrick Henry is the fourth leading rusher in the NFL if they only use his second half yards from the year. That's, I mean, talk about a closer. Here's a crazy thing that I was discussing with my boy Cutter yesterday when we were watching games. How many of these 2,000-yard rushers, though, like trail off big time within a year or two after they yeah. rush for 2,000? Yeah. It's, it's, it could be tough. It could be tough for Derrick Henry. Let's just hope he doesn't end up murdering his wife and a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many knives you could hide in that hair? Yeah. You could hide a lot of knives in that hair, man. Yeah, so the 2,000-yard rushers, because I had to look it up again. Let's see if I can remember. It's OJ, Eric Dickerson, Barry Sanders, um, Terrell AP. Davis. What's that? AP. AP. Adrian Peterson, Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. And then uh, Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis got 2,000? He did it for Baltimore, I believe, wow. in 2003, 2002. Wow. So he he joins that list. God, he's a beast. That's he's a beast. Gonna be, that's gonna be a fun game, man. Them in Baltimore. Yeah. And then Mike Evans before he got hurt, this is a pretty crazy feat. I don't think people appreciate how good he is. First receiver in NFL history, a thousand receiving yards to start off his first seven seasons. That's pretty insane. It is. Like, what's crazy is he came out with Manziel. Yeah. Like, think about it. They came out of Texas A&M together. And I believe Evans was a second-round pick. I could be wrong on that. Okay. I think he was. The point was you had the hype train for Johnny Manziel. You had idiots like me, morons like myself, being like, yo, Manziel is going to be the real deal, ignoring what Mike Evans did for him at Texas A&M. Right. And now Johnny Manziel is starting his own football league from, for fans or some shit. I don't know if you saw this. Johnny Manziel is? Yeah. No, I didn't see that. He's oh, like, I think I think I know. I think I know about this. Yeah, um, you need like an eight ball of coke to play. I don't know. Right, right. He's starting his own league, and now Mike Evans seven straight one thousand yard seasons. Does I Johnny do, Manziel have a thousand yards passing in the NFL total? Yeah, he's got to. He's got to. All right. I don't know. I'm looking it up. Let's see what we got here. 1,675. He didn't have 2,000. He doesn't have as many passing yards in the NFL as Derrick Henry has yards this season. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. You want to do a quick side-by-side of Tom Brady versus Jameis Winston last year? Because I do. Sure. So I went to our boy Jameis 101 because I had to look. 
dude, dude, you talk about a just complete backpedal of a guy saying, I predicted this. I'm happy for Brady. I predicted dude, 11 wins. Listen, listen, I what blocked a piece him of shit. so long ago because I don't even, every once in a while, I'll use the dirty sports account to check in on just like what he's saying. And I'm like, oh, this is lunacy. It's lunacy. It's lunacy. It's, it's, it's definition of you need to be checked by a psychologist or a doctor. You are mentally ill. What Tampa Bay finish? 11 and 5? Yeah, they went 7 and 9 the year before. Right. And that's pretty much, you know, like I, everybody was on the Tampa Bay hype train, sure thing, Super Bowl, this is the thing, they're going to go 13 and 3, blah, blah, blah. This is what I expected. I expected Tom Brady not to be as good as Tom Brady's been in the past, but him just not being an incompetent idiot to get them over 500 and but probably he was and, good, man. He really came on strong. I know he came on strong, but I'm saying he's not as, listen. I'm comparing him to himself. Okay. You know what I mean? Like he's not, I mean, Tom Brady once, you know, broke every record in the book. Like, yeah, he's, he's played, he played really well at quarterback for Tampa Bay. Now that takes him to a above 500 team. And then some, they go, you know, nine and seven is the base of above 500. Then 10 and six, he goes 11 and five. They don't win the division. He's, you know, he's playing a road playoff game. Uh, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl, and let's see what happens. But but my point is, with me, who's sort of a Tom Brady truther, I was like, yeah, they're going to win 10, 11 games because he's just not Jameis Winston. Yeah. Well, he threw for his most passing yards. I'm looking at his numbers right now. Brady threw for his most passing yards. This is his most since 2015. Most touchdowns he's thrown since 2007. Fun fact, we talked about the 40-yard to- or 40-touchdown club. This is only the second time Tom Brady's thrown for 40 touchdowns or more. Yeah. I mean, he, he the only thing Jameis has on him, Jameis threw for more yards last year. Who cares? I, I know, exactly. <laughs> but, that's, but that's my point. My point is it doesn't matter. Like, the upgrade of quarterback, we I think always, all, By the way, we always talk about the passing leader. We always, how many times have I brought it up? It the passing Sean, leader, by the way, the Sean passing Watson. leader will not win the Super Bowl this year. No. And unless, you know, who, who are the top, who are the top, like, what are the totals here for the quarterback leaders? Let me pull it up. Deshaun uh, Watson ends up passing Mahomes because Mahomes doesn't play. Yeah. So, I mean, Mahomes had a chance of doing it. So it goes. The most passing yards this year, as far as leaders, we start with Watson, Mahomes, Brady, Ryan, Allen. Where, where's Herbert. Brady at? Where's Brady at total wise? Third, 4,633. So if Brady or, or if Brady or Mahomes or Allen does it, wins a Super Bowl, they'll be the second guy ever to throw for 4,500 yards and win a Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson, once again, passing leader, will not win the Super Bowl. It is crazy. I, I, it, it seems like that wheelhouse is around like 42, 4,300 yards is what you want to throw for. Yeah. Because it means it, it, there's so many different factors. You're, you're, you have a running game. It's balanced. You, can, you don't have to throw yourself back in the games at the end. Maybe you take week 6, 17 off. Like there's so many factors into it, but yeah, if you're throwing for five thousand yards, you're probably not 
on a very good team. Yeah. Because you're throwing your way back into games because you have to play every game to the end because you can't sit guys, you can't rest guys, you can't. I mean, think about the games, you know, Mahomes comes out just for a first series or two. Sure. But I think they are dangerous. I know you don't. Who? The Bucks. Oh, I think the Bucks are dangerous, but to a point. I don't think the Bucks are playing in the Super Bowl. Do I think the Bucks could play in the Super Bowl? Sure. A lot of things could happen. But I'm just saying, okay, we want to look at the quarterback position, right? Yep. Let's just jump ahead briefly. Sure. Obviously, we're going to preview Thursday, the weekend playoff games. But, Joe, if, if we jump ahead and we just compare quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the NFC, if I say Brady, let's just look at the other playoff teams. If I say Tom Brady versus, let's just go through all the other teams that are in the playoffs. Obviously, Brady has the edge over Mitchell Trubisky, right? Yes. I'm going to give Brady the edge over Russell Wilson. I'm going to give Brady the edge. Wow. Yeah, I am. Come playoffs, I am, because he's proven it. Come playoffs, do different story. I'm going to give Brady the edge. Wow. Over Drew Brees. I think maybe the Aaron Rodgers ones. You're gonna you're gonna say Ruth or you're you're a you're yeah, a Brady stand. You're Brady stand. Don't, you, you can't. You're not allowed to do that. I'm gonna. I think it's a push. That's stupid. Is it? Yeah, it's kind of stupid. Just because Brady Brady's done it, uh, dude. He's been there enough. It's all road games. Exactly. I'm saying it. I'm just, but I'm saying he's playing all road. I know that we don't have fans, but I'm saying it's all road games for Tampa Bay. It's all travel. It's all. I mean, I just think the way Aaron Rodgers has played to give him the edge. I'm honestly shocked you did it over your boy. I, look, I'm not giving him the edge. I'm saying come – look, I, in a way, I'm not even talking about this season. I, I, I guess my mindset is come playoffs, it's a different animal, right? We know this. Right. And I said that earlier about Russ, and I'm sure maybe I'm missing a game, but – I don't know a game where Russ is like put his team on his back though. Right, but isn't isn't this like isn't this all that matters? Like isn't this isn't this how you rank your quarterbacks? Like isn't this isn't this what it's all about? Playoffs? Yeah, like winning yeah. a Super Bowl, getting us to a Super Bowl. So I mean like and this is I'm not this isn't, it doesn't matter, but like, you know, you've done the Russ as a top five quarter. Like, is Tom Brady a better quarterback than Russell Wilson today? Like, if you're giving him the edge in a playoffs, you're saying he is. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm drinking the Kool Aid right now again. I, I just, I said, I said a couple of weeks ago, oh, everybody's on the peaking bucks. And I was like, this is going to be great for me to bet against them in the first playoff game. Now it's Washington. That that ended up being what it is. And I think unless Doug Peterson's coaching, he has a decided advantage over Alex Smith. So I probably won't bet on Washington. Maybe with the spread. We'll see what that's what's that spread at. But um but I don't think that I don't think Washington wins that game. I don't think there's a very good shot at it at all. Um but I think there is a shot at it, right? With the pass yeah. rush. There's definitely a shot. I mean, right now, the opening line, Vegas is basically saying that they don't have a good chance because it's an eight. Wow, it's moved even farther. It was seven this morning. It's eight. 
Bucks are eight point road favorites. Yeah. But I still probably bet the Bucks, honestly, just because I mean look at how Washington played last night against a team that's trying to lose. But Joe, let's just let's just let's just do a quick sneak. But let, but, but give me give, but just give me the give me the other team after they spank the Redskins. The, but that's the that's what I'm Washington about to football say. Teams. If things play out, let's say let's say Seattle handles the Rams hypothetically, the yeah. Bucks beat Washington. Then that means the Bucks go to Lambeau for the divisional round. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? Oh, it's awesome. Brady, Rogers, Lambeau. It's awesome. It's going to be great. I mean, that's what we want, right? Isn't that what we want? Of course that's what we want. And then we'd have Russ against Breeze probably. Or if the Rams win. But see, that's what sucks. If the Rams win, the Rams would go to Lambeau. Right. I'm just counting out the Bears, clearly. Right. And we love Brady Breeze, too, don't we? Yeah. We do. We love Brady Breeze because it means a it means if Rodgers advances, it's a Breeze Rodgers or a Brady Rodgers. Like, give me yeah. all the quarterback matchups. Oh, yeah. Getting can we talk hard. since we're talking quarterbacks? Can we can we I know we don't have to do it for long. And I know it was it was sort of a non-issue. Because once he heard that he wasn't starting, he went out and partied. But, uh, I mean, Tua, the Dolphins, I think that was... Yeah, I'm glad a, you brought that up. I think that was a fitting end to the debacle that was... Oh, what a mess. The, the, the Dolphins quarterback situation. And, like, listen, I, I just think the, 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 oh, Tua's our guy, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. Aaron Rodgers didn't start for a couple of years. Like just just because, like Tua can be your future and not be ready and not be as good as Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like the idea that there's people out there who's like we need to get them reps. Well, you're not in the playoffs. And if I'm gonna be an asshole, since I've seen it, you want to be in the playoffs, win more than nine games or ten games. How many games they win? Ten. Yeah, you want to be in the playoffs? You want to cry about it? Win more than ten games. Sorry, win more than ten games. But you're going with a he looked awful, inept quarterback at that point in yesterday's game. Bad. When you ha- and listen, it's all it's all fantasy because again Ryan Fitzpatrick couldn't play. But are things different if Ryan Fitzpatrick knows that he's starting going into Week 17? Like I, f- I have a feeling they give that, the fighters chance at least. I- I'm saying is is even the COVID thing different? if he knows he's a starter going into week 17. Like, I have a feeling they're keeping Aaron Rodgers in a bubble right now. Like, Aaron Rodgers ain't getting COVID. God, I hope I didn't just jinx him. But, like, the dude should not be let out of the house for anything. I wouldn't even let him go to practice. Just keep Aaron Rodgers safe. Yeah. But, like, is Ryan Fitzpatrick being like, well, if I'm not fucking starting, fuck it. Let me take my kids to fucking publics and get some fucking get some Christmas gifts or whatever. I don't know. I can see I can definitely see Fitzy doing the, doing the uh, grocery shopping. Yeah. He seems like the type of dad that does that. 
he also seems like the type of guy who like walks through fucking town and everybody's stoked to see Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's high-fiving everybody. Could touch your beard? Sure. Fuck it. Yeah. I already had a side gig of Santa Claus. That's how I got it. Could have delivered a playoff win. Could have delivered a playoff berth. By the way. Instead, they went with a fucking one of Santa's elves. I went to a mall. Did I tell you this? Like two days before Christmas? Yeah, you did. You told me. We talked about this. There's a line outside of Spencer Gifts. Oh, yeah. God. One family waiting for yeah. Santa. Oh, so depressing. So Why depressing. Santa. Why are you putting kids on laps? No, they, 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 I don't, they couldn't. Yeah. Now you're just standing near Santa. <laughs> it was like standing six feet from Santa and being, hey, I want a red rifle BB gun. <laughs> standing six feet from Santa. Probably something we should keep forever, right? Do we need random temp worker having your children on their lap? Yeah. Probably this is idea. my this is I I I plan all year for this. I eat like shit. I grow my beard. Make those twelve dollars an hour at the local mall. Like if you're making full on lifestyle choices so that one thousand children that you don't know can sit on your lap during the holiday season, you're you suspect. Pedo. Yeah, you're, you're suspect. You're definitely a pedo. I'm excited though. I'm very excited for this week. It's gonna be fun. What game are you most excited about? What game are you least excited? Go from least to most excited. Rank them. Least to most excited. That's tough. Most maybe Ravens Titans. Okay. I like that. Seahawks Rams is exciting to me. Yeah, that one's up there. It's going to be low scoring. Yeah. Um, least exciting is probably Bucks Washington. Okay. I think maybe Bears Saints is least exciting for me. That could be least exciting as well. Yeah. But the NFL smart. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, I know that that's exciting to a lot of people. I'm like, meh. Yeah. Whatever. Rust belt bowl. <laughs> winner winner gets a fucking new coal mine in their state. <laughs> Dude, Buffalo is a six and a half point early favorite against the Colts. Yeah. Well, Philip Rivers is the anti-clutch. Philip Rivers tried to do it yesterday, dog. He tried. Yeah. They almost bookended their season with losses to the Jags. I know it wasn't that close in the end, but it was close. Sure. It's going to be a fun week. Yeah. Is, is Carson Wentz the quarterback in Indianapolis next year? Maybe. Uh, if Rivers retires, he is. They'll make that work. Where does Stafford go? Where's my boy Stafford? He's just going to retire. You think so? I mean, if my options are come to New York, Fitz, Stafford, all the all the all my fucking underrated boys, you're all welcome. Somebody come mentor Daniel Jones. <laughs> Stafford, I mean Stafford isn't mentoring him, but. Dude, you know, I'm saying some crazy things about Miami, speaking of quarterbacks, because they're drafting three. Drafting again? Or like, or like trading for somebody with that third pick to get a... What, trading know. Stafford? Like for a Maybe, Stafford? 
I'm saying some crazy things. Okay, Doesn't can mean- you tell us what these crazy things are? Okay, trading out of three to get a vet quarterback is I just, what you're saying? I saw, I saw some wild scenarios. I was reading The Athletic. I couldn't believe they tossed Miami in that. Well, I'm, I, I think it's safe to say it won't be Nate Sudfeld now that everybody got to get a look at him. <laughs> yeah, the first look was not good. Yeah, we had to get a look. Listen, we had to get a look. What you know, we had we didn't have a preseason. We didn't have a preseason this year. He's only been on the team for four seasons. Doug Peterson needs to know what he has there. Doug Peterson with that visor, definitely one of the most punchable faces in the NFL. Yeah. He's the Benedict Cumberbatch of NFL coaches. <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of shit. I'm glad that you're here for this, Andy. See, I, I like it, it. Like, it's amazing that the the, the defenders. I, I just don't know like how the you people. The it. people are like, "Yeah, hey, Giants, man, you win more than six games." No one's disagreeing with you. Also, Doug Peterson is a piece of shit loser who I hope is your coach forever. And then he lied. And then he lied. It, to me, in life, it's one. And then thing. fucking Friday Night Lights, you got your three guys fucking powwowing on the middle of the field till 1 a.m. to try to determine your fate. Jason Kelsey leaving his cleats out there like he's Tim Riggins. It's like, I'm never fucking coming back. Zach Ertz is like, I have a fucking Stanford degree, and my Stanford degree tells me, get the fuck out of this place. I think the dude, who's the dude in the wheelchair could have played better than Nate Sudfeld. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's the dude in the wheelchair? Carson Wentz just wants to know why there isn't a fucking NFL team in big sky country where he can hunt elk. He's like, I don't know where I'm going next, but I need big buck hunter in the locker room. <laughs> I think they're selling those again. I think I saw that. Oh, uh, yeah, they have those. That would be dope. It'd be dope in that, like the Andy Ruther style, big buck hunter in your man cave. I mean, really? We're going we're gonna to do that too? Car- Carson Wentz needs... He's like, I don't know where I'm going, but I need there to be a chapel and fucking Big Buck Hunter. So I guess in the middle of all this NFL stuff, Steph Curry went off for 62 points. It was awesome. I I was watching that on my phone as I watched. I had two TVs on for football, and then I put I put one TV. I shut one TV down for for um, Sunday night because I only need one TV, and then Steph goes off. By the way, Andy, I'm just going to say it to you right now. It's also like a low-key call to the dirt balls, but like, should we talk about a dirty sports league pass account? Like, are we, should we should we go in? Should you and I go in on a league pass? You can't watch the Lakers anymore. I've never been able to watch the Lakers, and still won't be able to watch the Lakers. I'm coming to Daddy for some money, Joey? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying we haven't we haven't thusted in a while. We haven't taken the thust trip. We haven't, you know, but you want the take, we haven't taken Nick going. D'Alessandro to Costco or Trevor to a, a Cono Lodge in Scottsdale. <laughs> also, this is a low-key call to the dirt balls. I hello, I am here once again asking for your league pass password. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm looking right now. I think we can do this. Slip slide into those DMs. Or do that. So the league pass. Hello, I'm here once again asking for your league pass pass. The unlimited one, you can only watch on two devices at the same time. Right. But that's me and you, dog. Yeah. 
I, sh- I know I shared uh I had to share my YouTube TV with my little brother the other day. He's like, I don't have, I'm like, you don't have ESPN, dude? Come on. Like, it's like, well, I don't, I don't watch that many sports and I'm working a lot. But like, I want to watch the Ohio State game. It's like, dude, the ESPN bundle, you know how much cheap, how cheap it is? With Disney Plus and I ESPN know. and Hulu, it's like seven bucks a month. Okay. I don't know. It's like I can't keep track of this shit anymore. Yeah. Like the office is now on Peacock. And I don't know if you saw this, but Roku is now trying to buy all of Quibi's content. I did see that. Dude, how can you get away? Like, like, hold on real quick. I, I want to bring up this Quibi thing. How, dude, can you imagine like Katzenberg and Meg Whitman who started at, dude, that was like a one and a half billion dollar investment from venture capitalists like, can you imagine can, can, just think about this real quick can you imagine one and a half billion dollars sunk into something that failed that quickly in months one and a half billion dollars it's wild like i can't even mentally comprehend something to fail that quickly with that much money at stake uh, Doug Peterson bought stock in it yesterday. This guy's like, I'm in. Y'all, y'all see my, you might be losing on purpose. I like it. Yeah, he kind of is the real life version of Quibi. Yeah. Yeah, he is the real life version because the, the highlights of his career came in one season and a very quick bite. I mean, he really is. Yeah. Uh, no, you got to turn your phone. You got to turn your phone sideways. If you want to see... If you want to see Doug Peterson's success years, you got it's got gonna go this gonna go this way. I'm just shocked that a investment of one and a half billion dollars that featured Chrissy Teigen as a judge just failed. I'm just shocked. I never would have seen that coming on a smartphone. What was the Chrissy Teigen story I saw the other day? She was like trending again. Did you see it? She's sober now. Oh, that was it. I was like, Chrissy Teigen literally can't do anything in life without it being like without me hearing about it. Well, She's of like, course. it's like trending on Twitter. Chrissy Teigen took her first shit of 2021. I'm like, well, okay, this is all right. Oh I'm my god, reality she's, show she's, about she's it. She's so interesting. She speaks her mind. It, it, it it's yeah. I didn't get that much press when I went sober. What the hell? You think you're cool, Chrissy? I haven't drank for I'm I'm almost I haven't drank booze for almost seven years now. Where's my story in People Us Weekly, huh? Chrissy, you you haven't lived it until you bash your head on the sidewalk. Did we get Chrissy Teigen's uh, tanking takes yet? I'm gonna need Chrissy Teigen's tanking takes. Chrissy, who should be the new coach of the Jets? Like, can we just have a show called Ask Chrissy Teigen where like every day people just ask her random shit and she gives her opinion? Or is that just her Instagram? Here's why I decided to try to get sober. Here's why I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Here's why I don't give a shit. I, could, I, I can't think of anything I care about less than why Chrissy Teigen got sober. I, okay. I'm assuming mental or physical health reasons. Literally, why everybody in the history gets sober? Is it, if anybody read this story, is this the reason? Did she find out she's allergic to booze? Is that like the wild card possible answer? 
mental or physical health guarantee it's one of those two things it is because you know what i saw i saw like i didn't read the story it's not like fucking you know she's now sponsored by like soberamerica.com like mental and physical health yeah you mean why people get sober is this a fucking news story now (laughs) breaking news why the chargers fired anthony lynn uh because he didn't win football games why every football coach gets fired this is an in-depth look at the reasons behind the Chargers firing Anthony Lynn. It's a People article about the fractured relationship. Shut the fuck up. Oh, media is so bad now. You know it. That, that, that's not even, that's like, that's, that's not even, I don't even, I can't even put this on the media. Like, who is responsible? I need Chrissy Teigen, the agent. I can't even fucking get, Attention for she's getting attention for just making fucking decisions. You know what's amazing about this episode? An in-depth look on why Chrissy Teigen's new couch was a light beige. You got more worked up over Chrissy Teigen than the Eagles thing. That's what's pretty funny. I mean, I did because the Eagles thing is, you know, we're to touch on it again. It's like it's so fucking like it's so obvious that people should be upset about it. The only thing that's upsetting about the Eagles thing is that like. Some people are pretending like it's not a big deal. And those people, I think, are being disingenuous. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm disgusted. Again, you want you, to win you gotta, games. You got to remember, Eagles fans are a very particular bunch. There's a lot of Stockholm syndrome for Eagles fandom. It's all they have. And they're ride or die. They defend everything. They're like puking in the Super Bowl is good. It like shows that you like care. Like they're a guy, you know what I mean? They're like, they have been through a lot of shit. This is like pretty far down the list of things like the Eagles fans have like in their head. Like I think people that are separate from Eagles fans, like Jeff Schwartz or like whoever, who are like, this is normal. We wouldn't care about it. It's like, that's, I think that's disingenuous. Whereas I think Eagles fans are mentally ill. Like, I think you're sick in the head. Like, when they're like, look, giving a, giving like a very below average wide receiver a big contract extension after he just went on an N bomb tirade is totally reasonable. You're like, guys, what are you? Somebody shake these children. Like, th- yeah. this is, this is pretty, this isn't, I don't think this is in the top seven things that they've defended as like reasonable behavior. Like, we weren't cheering that Michael Irvin's neck was broken. We were cheering the guys who brought out the cart because they're longtime members of, like, an EMT group. You're like, guys, you were cheering that the dude was being put on a stretcher. They unscrewed his face mask. Like, yeah, but. Hey, I hate to, I hate to divert. <laughs> Out of curiosity, I just put Chrissy Teigen into Google. You're so right. The first three stories that pop up four hours ago, two hours ago, two hours ago, from page six, from People, and from Yahoo Life. Listen to these. Listen to these headlines. So they all came out within the last four hours. Chrissy Teigen re-pierces nose, tries out pink hair transformation. That's page six. People. Chrissy Teigen pierces nose again after botched first attempt. 
Second time's a charm. Unbelievable. Third story from Yahoo Life. Chrissy Teigen got her nose re-pierced, and she said she really wants to dye her hair purple. She's not even, she didn't even dye her hair purple. The story is she's thinking about it? This is unbelievable. No, she did dye it. Oh, okay. So again, those all came out within the last four hours. Three different major news stories. Eagles fans are somewhere going, you're just butthurt Kate Upton fans. <laughs> you want to be, you want to be fucking, you want to get Chrissy Teigen's press? You know, win more fucking games. <laughs> yeah, man, she's got the best. She's got the best public relations and, and marketing team behind her. Man. But like, I want to know how it happens. Like what is, I want to know the process. Chrissy Teigen gets up. She's sitting there at breakfast with John Legend. She's like, John, I'm thinking about dyeing my hair purple. And he's like, call Samantha. <laughs> you got to tell her she could get this on People. She can get this on Yahoo. Or is it like, is there like a Alexa that's in the room that just like immediately takes all their conversations and like sends it? And she's just got a PR girl. Is like, she's thinking about making your hair purple. She's taking a shower and using a different bath soap. It's, 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 it's all happening too fast. I mean, she has a machine behind her. Like, can we just make Chrissy Teigen the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles and wrap this all up? Yeah. I'm for it. I'd less, rather more, more or less qualified. With John Legend calling plays. Yeah. I'd love how we skipped right over the steps. So Steph goes for 62. Yeah. Steph went off for 62. Steph goes for 62. It's pretty majestic. Pretty awesome. He was hearing this, you know, he was hearing some Steph slander. Um, the Warriors still aren't good. But Steph did some, you know, Steph had a Steph night. Yeah. It was awesome. What, what did Chrissy Teigen think of Steph going off for 62? <laughs> I mean, that's it. Chrissy Teigen talks to people about watching highlights of Steph Curry's 62-point game. Um, yeah. I mean, is this – but is this where the – I guess this is the thing. It's like, do you think that this is the Warriors this year? Do you think this is what they'll be, which is like an every two weeks Steph bonanza? I mean, Kelly, gonna... He outscored Kelly Oubre on the season in that game, by the way. Oh, he did. Talk about your all-time. Like, I actually didn't hate the Kelly Oubre to the Warriors thing. It has not worked out. I mean, they're not going to be good. No. So you're probably right that it is. That's all. I mean, that's all I have is Steph going off. They're three and three right now. It's early. Yeah. The uh, the Nets lose. The yes, I saw that they get a defer to Kyrie game winner rebound gets to Kevin KD, Durant with a yeah. with a free throw line extended bunny missed. missed it. Listen, we're not those guys. That's basketball. Like I'm fine with everybody taking the shots. It's not a big deal that like Kevin Durant like you miss. You make some, you miss some. He was wide open. 
he's also coming off a year-long injury and you know he's a little bit off balance i don't we're not skipping you know whoever like the the goat would never so let's just leave that there um but the nets are two and three right two and three three and four three and four i knew they were one game under they're behind the new york knicks in the eastern conference stand i knew you were gonna say that i knew you were gonna say that fellow new york team yeah i don't i've I've been watching a lot of knicks games i've been having to do it until we get i'm once again asking for your password but i've been watching it via the msg app which is like geez the the lengths i'll go to but uh the knicks uh you know so far i'm wrong on tibbs getting them to play hard but i just think there's still a ceiling there of talent and coaching and whatever but like being 500 it's fun they need chrissy Teigen in the front row with john legend yeah that's what they need that's gonna be my thing now i'm just gonna put her name into google every day once a day to see what stories pop up i have an idea about no i'll just say it to you here i was gonna say say it off you should start this should be the new andy ruther like twitter account what would Chrissy Teigen do? <laughs> or what, what's Chrissy Teigen doing? Just literally an update on the lunatic shit that the media reports about Chrissy Teigen. And then, you I, should, and then every poll should be real or fake. I think I DM'd her once. Why? To try to get her on uh, maybe Dirty Sports way back in the day. Dirty Sports or Lance's show? I don't know. Well, why would you be on dirty sports? Who knows? That was 2014. <laughs> I was just trying to get somebody with some, and she wasn't Class nearly internet clout. She wasn't nearly as big as she was now. Cause she had responded to a couple of my tweets back then. I think we follow each other. I definitely muted her at some point. No, I think she blew us off for, for Lance's show. She did. Cause I think Lance texted her. I was like, I was like, you should text her. I think she could get us. some. I think I remember people reporting that. <laughs> Chrissy Teigen declines Instagram DM offer to appear on InSync Lance Bass's show. <laughs> Picks and vids. What if maybe that's what's going on? What if her team is secretly Robert Latow for Black Sports Online? Of course, she gets the all the press. The headlines aren't long enough. True. So I saw you add to the rundown. The NCAA tournament is all going to be held in Indiana. Indiana will house the entire NCAA basketball tournament in some sort of state bubble situation, which like it's all in Indianapolis or the surrounding areas, which I think is kind of cool. I mean, Indiana is a pretty awesome basketball state. Sure. Um, Obviously there's a history of that. I, I like went in depth on it because I was like, okay, you know, we all know, Hoosiers and the story Hoosiers is based on and, and blah, blah, blah. But I did, I did some in-depth searching cause I was like, this is, you know, for, for them to be doing this and to pick Indianapolis, which that's where, I think that's where the NCAA is like based, right? It is. Um, so that kind of makes a little bit of sense, but I just went down the path of like Indiana basketball. Did you know of the 15 biggest High school basketball arenas, 13 of them are in Indiana. 
It doesn't surprise me. Obviously, that, that, that surprised me. That's all. That's that's Indiana's not a big place. But dude, it's all about basketball in Indiana. I know. Obviously, living to the state next door, I knew that growing up. So yeah, the games are going to be at Lucas Oil, Banker's Life Fieldhouse, Hinkle Fieldhouse, where Butler plays. Um. Mackey Arena, where Purdue plays. Assembly Hall, where IU plays. All those areas and arenas. I do see in the YouTube comment section, Chris Vassiento, uh, Ruth, are you going to discuss the St. Louis Billikens making their first NCAA AP Top 25 appearance in seven years? Wow. Slew ball, slew ball. Congrats. I haven't watched a game. Now, are you out on college basketball as well? Mostly, yeah. I just, I can't. College sports now, I just can't. It's I'm kind of root, rooting for Gonzaga this year. I just want Trebelli to get all the COVID titles, and then we can go back to life as whatever, and then we can just mock him for only getting asterisk titles. Savage. And he'd be like, they're real titles! Well, the thing I've realized is when you – live in a house you just got a lot more shit to take care of yeah you know like there's always something i could be cleaning or doing you're saying this is why you're not watching sports like college sports you don't have the time all the all the dusting Uh, dusting or dusting (laughs) i said dusting but i'm just saying there's yeah there's a lot more i could also be a reality show one man living alone in a five-bedroom Cincinnati house, dusting and dusting. <laughs> Four-bedroom, but I th- whatever. Your, se- your sentiment is there. Yeah. My brothers reamed me the other day. It was raining a lot here, and I sent a picture to my brother Greg, and I said, is there anything I can do about this flooding? And he wrote back, flooding? You mean a giant puddle on the grass next to the driveway? He's like, you consider that flooding? <laughs> so that's not flooding dude i don't even you I'll, saw I'll that and you were like i need to do something about this well i was like yeah, I don't, you know where's the water gonna go and, and into the ground dog you know how things grow right no but i'll send you the picture i'll send you the whole exchange we had yeah there's definitely a reality show i don't know how to do shit it's pathetic Imagine if Nick D'Alessandro was here. It'd be like two guys who don't know how to do anything. Like, how do you change that light bulb? I don't know. Uh, I, hey, do you guys know what I can do about this flooding? Yeah, t- tell Nick D'Alessandro to close the shower curtain. <laughs> that is an all-timer. That is an all-timer. When he... <laughs> He got out of that shower in Houston. The entire bathroom was just full of water. That crazy Airbnb we stayed in that was in a garage. Oh, my God. And was decorated like somebody's 70s porn set. But she was, like, big into, like, Eastern spiritual stuff. Yeah, it was a lot of, like, crystals and, like, tapestries and, like, But it was, like, Hindu incense. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were in the hood, too. Did you know that? Yeah, we were in the hood. Like, we're in the hood of Houston in, like, a garage. 
and oh. then and then Delisandro gives them all Houston strong flashbacks by flooding the whole area. <laughs> you were so blacked out. You don't remember me and Nick going to Whataburger that night. No. Which was also in the hood. Yeah. It was one of those, like, am I really risking my life for this? For this I, goddamn I still milkshake? don't know why you did, but I think I needed it because the next day I was like dying. Like, think how I need ate. It. I got you a, uh, you were all about those Dr. Pepper milkshakes. Yeah. I got you one of those. Fire. You got lit. By the way, here's a little fast food life hack. So when I go to, uh, when I go to burger joints, a lot of times I don't get fries. Like, I'm just like, man, for a variety of reasons that we don't need to get into right now. But like, um, <laughs> Chrissy Teigen, why don't you get fries? Um, so I've now gone to five guys in my neighborhood twice. Okay. And both times I didn't order fries. And both times the guys are like, hey, man, we've got a bunch of extra fries. Do you want them? I think five guys is like really keen on like the fresh <clears throat> shit. You know what I mean? They are, well, they are because you get unlimited refills, right? Right. You get fries? I, I don't know. But like, I think you I mean, do. I got like a, I, I, both times they've given me a free like sack of fries. Like good, when you go to Five Guys, don't order fries. They're gonna give them to you anyway. That is a good life hack. I haven't had Five even, Guys for a minute. I don't even want them, but they give them to me. That really blew up. I remember the first time I had it was in College Park, Maryland, uh, at University of Maryland. The first time I had it was in New York City, actually, right uh, during March Madness. There's a there's a Five Guys in New York in the Village that is a secret bar upstairs. And it's really, dope. it's a dope bar. I don't think it's like a five guys bar. I think it's just like a bar that's separate from five guys, but you have to enter through a five guys. But also if you're hungry, you go downstairs and you be five guys. So dope. Yeah. It's great. I'm hungry. Let's wrap this show up. I'm going to go eat. Okay. I got a Trader Joe's Cuban sandwich wrap waiting for me. Mm, There's a great Cuban sandwich place in my hood. I might go Ooh. get a Cuban. Well, dirt balls. Thanks for listening. We're going to have a great year. 2021 is here. New year, new me. No, none of that garbage. Uh, but you can subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can drop your Twitter Instagram handle, and that will get you two free Dirty Sports koozies. It's that simple. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports, or you can follow me at uh, What's Chrissy Teigen Doing on Twitter. <laughs> Started immediately, Andy. Um, I'm at Joe Prano on Instagram, on TikTok, on Venmo, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Rate, review, subscribe to our podcast. Drink some Miller Lights and um, have Doug Peterson be the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles forever. Forever. Also, I'm once again asking for your league pass password. <laughs> yeah, hit us up with that NBA league pass. All right, guys, uh, this was a fun show. Really enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys do too. We'll be back in a few days. Have a great start to your week, and definitely stay dirty.